welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. Follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with all of my book releases, the book release parties, signings, all of that good stuff. i um, love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, head on over to MoneyMattersTopTips.com and click on Become an Author. Um, I'm really excited to have Michael Decker on the line today. He's the Vice President of Marketing, Strategy, and Business Development over at Medallion Retail. Let me tell you something. You know, they claim retail is under siege. There's a lot of a lot of transition going on in that market. Um, I'm really excited to get Michael's take. That's what he does day in and day out is work with, you know, your brick-and-mortar retail businesses. Um, so we're going to get into that. Uh, but, Michael, first, welcome to the show. Uh, hi there, Adam. Nice to uh, Nice to be here. I appreciate it. So very hot topic in the, the market that you're working in are uh, the niche and working with, um, you know, the, the your retailers. And I'm, I'm excited to get to learn more about that, what's going on, the transitions in the industry, and also how you're helping your clients. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's just give the audience a little bit more about your background. Like, how, how'd you get the entrepreneur bug? Yeah, well, so I, I've been in, in the um, advertising and marketing business for uh, well over 25 years. Um, I started my career on the agency side um, and put in um, a long, a long time on um, uh, straight consumer marketing. Um, in uh, in recent years, I've been a little bit more involved in B two B, so I have a good base there. Um, I've done um, a lot of a lot of agency side work, as I said, but I've also done a lot of client side work, and um, and then uh, and transitioning right now into. Uh, uh, most recently, um, a, a role that's completely involved in retail. That's great. So, if you were, I mean, there's a so 25 years experience on the agency side. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of evolution uh, in the you know past two decades plus um, in, in that business. Going, let's say a lot, a lot of the you know a lot of the clients that you would have worked with in the past in, in different mediums are now you know social media, online, all of these other things. Um, how are you kind of weathering those transitions, or what what do you think those transitions have been like? Well, in in retail, the the transition um, has been uh, fairly drastic uh, with the with the uh, the birth of the digital age. Um, retailers, especially brick and mortar retailers, um, were grew very accustomed to um, kind of driving demand um, and bringing uh, uh, customers came came to their doorstep. Their their primary goal was to um, put out an assortment of goods that um, that a that a, a customer could could you know choose um if if they decided not to choose it they would pr- they would have to go to another uh, re- uh brick and mortar retailer but that that all changed with uh, the advent of uh of digital and um and the giants like amazon and um and the evolution of uh of digital retail as we as we know it today so the job of a retailer became um much more challenging uh, from a physical store perspective. Let's, let's get into that. Let's go a little bit further into that, Michael. So as, um, well, I mean, let's, let's start with, let, we should probably start with, um, what, what does Medallion Retail do and how does it, how do you help your clients? Yeah. So, uh, what we do with Medallion is we, we essentially create the in-store, uh, retail experience. Um, uh, 
we we call it a uh, an in-store shopper moment. Um, we, in fact, we trademarked that phrase, um, and it's uh, it's what truly differentiates um, the re- the physical retail experience from anything else that a that a shopper could experience, especially online. Um, and too many retailers these days are not able to uh, create that experience. They're 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 just too slow to change. Um, they're not they're not um, creating uh, what, what what we often refer to as retail theater. Shopping is not fun. Um, it's not different. It's not enlightening. Um, it's not something you would want to do uh, with a friend. Um, and it becomes a chore. So you know, what do we do when when we're faced with a chore like that? We we try to simplify it and, and avoid it. And uh, and digital retail uh, offered up a perfect solution to that. So um, if, if a retailer, a physical retailer, is not making the experience um, enjoyable um, and and gratifying, then uh, there's really no reason to, to show up. Can you give me an example of that, like how the retail experience can be made more fun, just in general? I'm just trying to get some well, uh, 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 visualization on that. Yeah, so so uh, people people uh, customers uh, the psychology of of um of customer marketing is is all about making people um uh, feel understood. Um and so if if a store can uh, connect with its customers, um can personalize the experience, can um uh can um uh, Provide a selection of of goods or or customer service um, that makes a customer feel special, um, and can do it in a way that a website probably could not do. Then people will be more interested in um, in showing up to the store and um, uh, and doing it for reasons that go far beyond just a need to buy goods. So yeah, we medallion, get- if I. It, we at Medallion are, are responsible for um, building on that experience, understanding our customers, um, creating uh, displays that, um, that help a customer understand um, that the that the brand that the store that they're shopping in understands them, and uh, and it, it, everything we do is geared towards um, creating that experience. And uh, I'll give you an example from over in my area. So I'm in Beverly Hills, and um, right next door, I like to say the little brother to Beverly Hills, uh, Century City, um, is uh, Westfield Mall over there. They just really, I mean, changed everything around. And they, I think they're doing or going after exactly what you're saying. They're making it an experience. The whole, like, I mean, I've never seen another food court like this one. It has... It's like you're in a it's like you're in a lounge and I mean there's plugs everywhere and it's really designed to for you to spend the day there, not to just go shop. It's designed to for you to spend the day there and for you to I mean, you walk through the I or the through the store itself and um or the mall and there's like cabanas, there's lounges. I mean that's a that's a large scale project obviously or a product um obviously, but it really does feel like you're walking through a resort. So when I go there, I don't feel like I'm going to do an errand I don't want to do or something of that nature. I instead feel like, oh, I'm going to, you know, an experience. So I, I get what you're saying. Um, is that is, or is that what you're saying? Well, that is what I'm saying. And and you know, it, 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 you know, 
one of one of our um, one of our longest standing clients is Barnes and Noble, and um, and Barnes and Noble uh, practically invented the idea of creating a comfortable and um, um, special environment for its customers. Um, the um, the, the store um, started putting out big leather chairs and um, and and a cafe and, and music and um, and creating an environment um, that with very low pressure to buy and customers would would show up and um, and this goes back 25 years ago before anybody had any sense that this could work and they received a lot of criticism for it because they said they were inviting loiterers but but the fact is these these quote unquote loiterers became fantastic clients, fantastic customers through the long term, and word of mouth got out that Barnes & Noble was just a great place to hang out. And and that is exactly what um, I believe retailers need to – they need to establish that mindset and, and really grasp it um, and differentiate because they're now under siege, as you said earlier, by, by um, uh, pure um, e-tail uh, retailers who uh, who can offer convenience and um, and price, but no environment. And do they? Um, I mean, is the dynamic of retail changing? Too? And I've heard this concept, and I'm not claiming to be an expert in retail, but I've heard this concept of the dynamic of retail changing from the standpoint of a lot a lot of times people will go into the store and to try things on or to see it in person, but then they'll end up still going online to buy it. Even from the yeah, store, was, not necessarily it, shopping it, but like at the actual store, they'll go online and buy it. <laughs> well, yeah, and and that and that that can happen. That was happening early on um, mm-hmm. uh, it, when 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 the internet first started to take off, and and we called it showcasing, and um, mm. and customers would show up and and they'd want to touch and feel the, the goods, but they would always buy it online because it was cheaper. Um, mm. But in this in this day and age, um, that that transition between um, e-tail and retail has um, has been blurred, um, mm. and, and every every um, major uh, brick and mortar retailer also has um, e-commerce, and um, and they're finally figuring out that the pricing has to be consistent, and yep. um, the selection has to be consistent. It has to be a seamless experience, and that will retrain customers to uh, to not um, do that. And, and if they decide to do that anyway, it's it's not. It's not seen as uh, the the end of the world because they're still probably buying from from you anyway, as long as your pricing is is somewhat competitive. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But, so so that that situation exists, but um, but what what we really need to do is um, is just change the whole game um, at physical retail so that um, people people want. It's funny, you know, everything is cyclical. Um, in business and in life, I found, and um, we've done some uh, some research uh, with with customers, and many of them will tell us that they just miss shopping. They miss the old-fashioned, let's go shopping, you know, um, let's meet and and grab a cup of coffee, and then and then shop just to catch up on on life and talk and 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 have something to do together as human beings, um, which is funny. Uh, it. It is something when, when you go too far one way, um, and and everyone starts buying everything from, say, an Amazon. Um, people miss what they had, and and you get a backlash. And and 
to me, the greatest evidence of that is Amazon's uh, recent efforts to start opening up physical stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and many retailers um, are doing the same. And it's because they're not their customers are not really embracing them as, as true brands that they can relate to and that they can um, uh, depend on. It's they're just it's just transactional, and um, and retail um, many retailers are, are looking to uh, to get a, a, a deeper connection with their customers in person. So you mentioned Barnes and Nobles, and obviously that was a huge a huge brand. How do the how do the smaller retailers compete? Like your smaller brick and more mortar retailers, how do they compete? What do they do in this market? So, so the, the smaller retailers um, have to embrace their strength, and the strength of a smaller retailer is going to be um, uh, uh, an ability for them to connect um, better with their communities and their customers than any large chain could ever do if they do it well. And um, and you know so. It, when you talk to customers and you ask them why they support their local pharmacy, say, um, you know, this family-owned pharmacy that's been in the, in the community for 30 years, it's because of the warmth. It's because of the people. It's because um, of the trust that they feel. So I, my advice to a, a small retailer um, in, in any business sector would be connect with your customers. Make sure they know that you're a part of their community, um, and they will choose you over the larger um, chains um, for, for that reason, if they if they believe you. Yeah, definitely. No, I couldn't agree more. I like to think of it as like coffee shops, so like the small coffee shop where they know your name or they know your preference or they know your, I mean, those are just, see, there's, a, there's a ton of them, but why do some of them still show up and thrive and in neighborhoods is because they offer something that the other ones can't. <laughs> that that experience well, that yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's you're right. It's 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 authenticity, and and we're, we're especially seeing this with younger customers, millennials in particular, um, are are not as interested in um, in the corporate solution. Uh, they're 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 um, they, they want they want to be treated um, special. They're not looking in cookie cutter solutions. They're not looking. Um, for um, a, a big um, multinational corporation who has 5,000 stores that are all exactly the same. They want something that is unique to to their community, um, is authentic, and it's in um, in the uh, the merchandise that they want to know the merchandise has been sort of handpicked for them, that this brand that they're attaching themselves to um, has uh, understands them and has taken the time to um, – to kind of curate for them and um, and bring them something unique and very special. Yeah, I love that. I love that thought process that you just went down. And I went to a specialty bookstore the other day, and I was, like, blown away because they had these, the, the content that was curated, the different books, the different sections. It was, like, a, it was a whole different experience, and I will go back to that bookstore. Like yeah, I of course you. Um, it was something completely different, and it just felt different. I was like, "Whoa, this is a, a completely different bookstore." It reminded me of some books that I had already read, and then it also showed me some other ones that I hadn't. And they were kind of the way they were organized. It was just done very well, and I'm like, "Oh, I didn't even know." I wasn't even looking to buy a book. I was literally just walking around, killing a little bit of time, and I bought a book because 
they, it was curated so well. And then when I looked, I saw another book next to it. I'm an avid reader, and I'm like, whoa, I've never, I didn't even know this person wrote this book. Um, I didn't even right. know. I didn't even know the book was there. And it was an older yeah. book. It wasn't a new print, but it was just the way it was done. Um, and the, the staff that was there, everything, it was like, wow, that that you can't put that just online and say, here you go. Like you had to walk in there and have that experience to discover. And that's what I miss most about perusing Barnes and Noble all day. I still go to the one in Marina Del Rey, but um, was that's the only way you really find stuff. Other than that, if I'm on Amazon, which I like Amazon too, but if you're on something else, I mean, it's whoever's ag gets to you first. <laughs> well, yeah, I think about, think about what, um, and corporations, there's nothing wrong with corporations in my no. view, and, and, and their attempt to um, to personalize their um, their audience is, is critical, and we talk about that all the time. Um, um, in, you know, a good example that I like to use is um, the beer industry. Um, you know, uh, if you go back 25 years, um, you know, there were probably, you know, four major beer brands. Every beer tastes exactly the same, um, and uh, and there were there were big budgets to uh, to advertise and try to convince you why one beer, which tasted almost identical to the other, um, was better. Um, and and then along came the, the, the small craft brewers, and um, and they started creating something unique and different, and, and they were regional, um, and they catered to the tastes of, of their particular region. Um, and they and they started, as they started to, uh, to um, take hold, they um, people by word of mouth started uh, talking about this great new beer. It, it, um, it's, it's like nothing you've ever tasted before, and you got to try this. And um, and sure enough, a whole new industry emerged from nothing um, called craft brewing. And um, uh, so, you know that that was that was uh, an interesting phenomenon. And the first thing that the big beer companies did is they, they started to um, try to mimic that. Um, and um and that's not a terrible thing it's um it's good it's 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 competition and um it's what it's what drives products to get better and um sure enough the, the big beer companies started coming out with um uh, companies that you wouldn't even know were owned by them because they don't advertise them as as such so um so that became a whole cottage industry of um uh so called craft uh, breweries that were actually owned by the big guys, but the big guys didn't want anybody to know about that. Mm, yeah, definitely. I'll tell you the one that got me was uh, Blue Moon. I remember I didn't know that was I didn't know that was owned by a big guy for a long time, and then I saw Random yep. Adam like, oh, I didn't even know it's such a good beer. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> and you wouldn't you wouldn't even know it by looking closely at the label because it's just not divulged. Yeah, and uh, well, you're yeah. getting me. You're getting now. You're getting me thirsty, Michael. It's, it's midday where I'm at, so I'm gonna have to transition. Um, but hey. I really appreciate you coming on the show, though. Seriously, um, all the information you gave. Um, what What's your website? How do people get a hold of Medallion Retail? There's some retailers listening to this right now, I'm sure. Real simple, medallionretail.com. And you can come and, and see our work. Um, we've got a lot of, lot of major clients, and, and our goal is to, um, is to uh, kind of reinvent what physical retail is all about and uh, and get people to, um, to, um, to know that, that – uh, Shopping um, is, can be a lot more fun when you do it with a real human being and, uh, and and not just on a keyboard. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you again, Michael, for coming on the show. Uh, to the listeners, um, definitely listen to this and some more about retail and what's going on in retail. 
Um, also, uh, if you look at, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of my upcoming books, head over to my website, moneymanstips.com, and click on Become an Author. Uh, thank you for your time, and thank you, Mike, for coming on the show. Great day. Thank you.